Here we go. Hey, girl, you just tuned into the Britney Smith podcast. You're tuned in because either you're an entrepreneur, a mama, or both. And sometimes you just need a minute to, well, just be. And on this show, you'll get a lovely mixture of business and branding genius, faith and motivation. And if you're a mama, you understand conversations. Because let's be honest, we are fabulously multifaceted and amazing. So... Thanks for popping by. I'm really glad you're here. Girl, let's get into it here on the Britney Smith Podcast. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Britney Smith Podcast, where we talk all things business, branding, and everyday life. I'm so excited uh, for another episode. You guys know I love to talk. I love getting to know people. I love getting into their stories, but I also love stories that point to lessons and um, being able to just learn from people's experiences. So today I have my new friend, Michelle Barris, and she's going to talk to us about the F word that has been keeping us stuck. And it's not the F word that you might think it is, but we're going to get into that. I'm super excited for this conversation. So as always, take out your Britney Smith podcast notebooks and make sure you get to taking some notes. If you're driving, don't do that, but just listen intently and make sure you kind of log some of these nuggets because I really believe this is going to add some value to you. So Michelle, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you, Brittany, for having me on. It's my, the pleasure is all mine. I feel like I'm in royalty just being here with you. So it's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Um, so Michelle, first of all, I love your name. I love the pronunciation and the spelling of it. I am here for um, very um, special names. You know, people look at my name and they're like, oh, that's an interesting way to spell it. Like, yeah, because I'm special. Okay. So we are special name ladies. Okay. <laughs> we are. I always tell people if you forget, this is terrible to say, but you forget how to say it. It's all about me, Michelle. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so Michelle, tell us um, what you do and how you arrived at the place that you're here. I know that could be a long story. That's a loaded question. But like, kind of give us the Cliff Notes version of who you are, what you do, and kind of how you got to the space that you're in right now. Okay, yeah, perfect. I'll, I'll do a Cliff Notes for sure. There, it's a laundry list of things, uh, but just the short version of it. So I retired in 2021 as a police officer. I did that for 20 years. And during that process, I opened up my own brick and mortar med spa. I went back to school, became a registered nurse. And during that time, transitioned into becoming a certified women's empowerment coach and was super excited about it because I found as a registered nurse and doing Botox and fillers and making a woman beautiful on the outside, that they were coming in and talking to me. And if we weren't 
correcting the exterior or the interior, the exterior didn't matter. So that's where I really got into coaching. So wait, 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 time out, time out. You spent 20 years as a police officer. I did. Like a real one, like, like a real please, one. you know, put your hands up. It's going yeah. down police officer. And then you shifted to become a registered nurse. I did. Like, yeah. so can, can we just, I am curious about that shift in transition. Like, was there always something in you that said, oh, I really deep down really want to be a nurse, but I'm here. Or like, how did that? Cause to me, that's kind of like, you know, different, very different spaces. How did that, how did that happen? So in law enforcement, we would agree it's a predominantly male field. And as a woman in law enforcement, you are held to a higher standard to prove that you are capable of doing that position. Mm. So I did retire after 20 years from the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department. It's the largest agency in Indianapolis. I was a sergeant when I left. I started out just like everyone else on road patrol, working third shift, um, responding to the 911 calls, and then gradually from there went into investigations and moved my way up. But what I found was that while it's predominantly men, I didn't really have women that I could be around. And the women that I was around weren't really empowering for each other. It was more of a dog eat dog world where we should really be empowering each other to lift each other up. We were more competing with each other to have certain areas within the department. And I didn't want that. Studies show that police officers who have zero extracurricular activities outside of law enforcement, when they retire, have a life expectancy of five years. Oh my gosh. So I thought to myself, okay, I got to find something because when I do retire, I want to live longer than five years. My mom got sick at 56 and unfortunately passed away at 58. And at that point in time, I thought, well, gosh, if I retire at 52, I've got five years. My mom got sick with ovarian cancer. Am I really shortening my life expectancy here? So I wanted to find something that really rounded me out to doing something other than enforcing the law. And it kept me grounded with women and having that women bonding that I desperately needed in my life. So that that's is, when I went back to school. That is phenomenal. So first of all, thank you for your service well, um, because you. that's a hard, a hard job, uh, not for anybody, but even like you said, more so for a woman, just because of all of the different things that we're up against being a woman in the workforce. So I definitely commend you for that. Um, and then I'm really tempted to, to kind of pick apart like the thought process, you know, having that statistic in your face, Right. And then also having, you know, your mom and what happened in her story, um, having that in, in, in the back of your mind and really trying to deal with, okay, what does that mean for me? Um, and being able to kind of take matters into your own hands, if you will, um, and, you know, making a decision for your own life. Um, so tell me, because you said you retired at 20 years, um, how many years out of the force are you now? So I retired officially in March of 2021. I left in October of 2020 and remained on payroll through the end of March. And from there, so it's been almost a year coming up next month, officially gone. And during that time working as a police officer full-time, I opened my med spa 
and went back to school full-time for my nursing license. So I was working full-time as a police officer, going to nursing school full-time because I, and I did an accelerated bachelor's to RN program to make it a little bit more crazy in my life. Um, so that's where I was able to transition over and get that all accommodated. That is insane. Y'all, we are talking to a real live superhero right now. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but okay. <laughs> no, real, like literally saving lives, but at the same time, um, taking control of your destiny, you know, and, and like you said, like full-time job in nursing school, what an accelerated nursing program on top of that. Like, uh, she's a superhero, but she's also crazy. (laughs) She she might be, but you know, with law enforcement, your pay is capped. You go into a nursing, you go into the nursing field, you hit the entrepreneur world and you're not capping your pay. Once you really start owning yourself and owning what you're doing in your life. And that's where I definitely had to get away from that ceiling. Sure. Start anew. Sure. No, I love that. Um, That's an amazing testimony. Um, So thank you for sharing that with us. Um, So you started your own med spa, um, fast, fast forwarding. Um, So what, you know, what was that like? The process of, you know, okay, I want a brick and mortar. Um, You know, how did you know that this is what, this is the type of uh, service that I want to go into from here in terms of like the spa side of things? Like, was there an automatic connection there or did you kind of stumble into it? I stumbled and connected at the same time. I did some airbrush makeup when my daughter, had my daughter at 19, she's 26 now. So now everybody can see how old I am. (laughs) When she was going through school. I was a single mom and we got near prom and everything else. And so I started doing airbrush makeup and as an airbrush makeup artist, if you know anything in that regard, you don't get discounts on makeup. You can't buy at wholesale cost unless you're officially licensed in something. So I thought, all right, well, she went off to college and she was my life. I didn't have anything going on, but her, what am I going to do now? And so when she went off to college, you're going to laugh at me and tell me I'm really crazy. Before I went to nursing school, I went to aesthetic school and became a licensed esthetician. And during that process, I met my uh, business partner and together she and I, she was running a laser skincare center locally that decided to close their doors. And she said, are you wanting to open your own own business? And I said, absolutely. But my plan was still five, six, seven, eight years down the road. And she said, well, let's do it now. So we did it. We did it with no loans. We went to the bank to try to get loans. They told us no. And we, we started with just the two of us. We hired our full, our first employee about five months into opening. And that one girl, her name's, her name's Nikki. She's still with us today. Yeah. She's been with us seven, seven years now. That's amazing. That is so awesome. So so the nursing thing came in because I honestly opened the med spa thinking, all right, estheticians under a doctor's license can do injections. And depending on where you practice at and your doctor, you can, but our doctor said, you're right. In some places you can do that. Not in the places that I'm the medical director. So if you want to do injections, you've got to be a nurse. So that's what my drive was to go back to do uh, my nursing degree so that I was able to do injections. And while I was doing injections, I had clients coming in and telling me, you're changing my life. You're inspiring me. You're wanting to make me go back to school, write a book, start an organization business. Why aren't you charging people for everything that you've been coaching them on for all these years? 
And that's, that's where my consulting business opened up. And I kind and I went from there with my mindset changing. I love it. I love it. And so ladies, as you're listening, I hope you're being inspired by the fact that your story um, from point A to point B doesn't ever happen as a straight line. You know, she started out over here in law enforcement. Um, Maybe you had a med spa in mind from back then, but chances are you didn't think that's where you were going to end up. And here she is now um, an entrepreneur successfully. Um, And, you know, I I appreciate you marking out the different parts of the journey. Um, And so that someone who's listening right now, you might be in a place where you're like, what the heck am I doing here? Um, but if you continue to follow the steps of purpose and continue to follow passion and the things that stir you up, um, you'll end up where you're supposed to be. Um, who knew that um, law enforcement would lead to a med spa? You know what I'm saying? Like, And I think too, another thing I want you to remember, ladies, is that your purpose is supposed to impact people. It's supposed to change lives. If you're in business and you're not changing lives, then you're not doing what you're supposed to do. You might be making money, but the goal is to change lives. And then the resources and the funding comes as you're changing those lives. Um, So that's exactly what you're doing. So that's really, really amazing. Um, And so as we started this conversation, you talked about this F word. Um, And I think that um, based on your story, there is also a level of fulfillment that has come through your journey and through connecting with other women and coaching them through different things. So as you're coaching these women through their issues, through their barriers, through their mindset challenges, um, what is this F word that has kind of been a reoccurring theme with the people that you've been working with? I love when this topic comes up because most of the time people refer down the rabbit hole into what this F word is, or they refer back to the word of fear and it's neither, it's actually the word fine. And if someone asks you how you're doing and you say you're fine, what you do is you're setting yourself up in your life to be fine and satisfied with less than what you deserve. So if you're 50 pounds overweight, are you fine? If your husband's cheating on you, are you fine? If you're, you're thinking about starting a business, but yet you've sat down and not put pen to paper and really mapped out your passions on what you want. Are you fine? And what happens when you do this, you tell yourself you're fine, your body starts believing it and it starts acting like it. It's fine. We don't sleep together anymore. It's fine. That's just what happens when you've been married for so many years. It's fine that we're going to get divorced one day, but we'll wait till the kids are older because right now it's better. It's fine. Or it's fine. I really hate my job, but it pays my bills. And it's better than nothing, but it's not fine. And it's a, it's a trigger word for allowing yourself to be less than what you truly deserve. There's a voice inside that says you are meant for more and you are meant to follow that passion, follow that desire and follow that dream to do it. And changing your mindset to know that you are living your life with balance and with purpose. And that's where you really get out of that fine mindset. Absolutely. And so really what you're speaking to as well is our habit for settling, for settling for, like you said, less than what you deserve. And I think a lot of us don't know what we deserve. And we allow the people around us to define what it is that we deserve. 
Um, and we look at ourselves through the lens of what other people have already set up um, as it relates to their perception of us. And um, almost always, we kind of put ourselves at a level that is far beneath where we really are. Um, I was listening to a YouTube video today and Dove did a, um, an experiment and they had women ex- um, kind of like describe themselves to, <clears throat> I forget what the people are called, but the people that kind of do sketches of like when people are giving a description of a criminal. Um, okay. And so they had, the, yes, they had the women explain or describe themselves to this person and then the person sketched them up and then they compare that to an actual sketch of their actual selves. Um, and this sketch that they themselves described was a lot <clears throat> less attractive than their actual sketch of their actual face, if that makes sense. Um, and so I say that to say we we have this underlying lens of less than that we kind of view ourselves through in every area. Um, And so that's where that fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. That's where that comes in because we don't want to deal with the things that we're feeling. We don't want to deal with the fact that we're not fine. (laughs) So we kind of use it as a blanket because really what it does is it backs people up off of us. Hey, how you doing? I'm fine. Hey, what's going on with you and your husband? Oh, we're fine. How are the kids doing? Oh, they're fine. How's your business going? It's fine. And like, you know, we're actresses. So depending upon the inflection that we put on it, um, you know, people are like, okay, great. When really, you know, if you really were honest about it, you're not fine. <laughs> you're not fine. You're not fulfilled. You're not any of it. And so tell us, Michelle, like ask people, when people say that to you, I'm fine or it's fine. Um, are you the type of person to kind of just like go in like, okay, first of all, no, you're not fine because, you know, or do you kind of like, how do you, how do you handle someone who uses that word? Cause obviously it, it now means something different, you know, as we're hearing it. So what's your response to the woman that, that is living the fine life? So my first response to the person who says that they're living the fine life is one check in with yourself because you're not fine. You may be great. You may be horrible. You may be mediocre, but fine is not what you are. There are some explicit terms that you can use to define the word fine that I'll keep PG here. Um, You can use whatever rabbit hole you thought we were going down with that F word will be the start. And then the, the I being insecure the in being neurotic and the E being emotional and you're, and we're none of those things, but what I want you to do, instead of start saying, I'm fine. Every time you say I'm fine, just tell yourself that's not helpful. And I need to reprogram and get rid of that. Psychologists call it confirmation bias. And where you start telling yourself these negative thoughts, and then you start believing them. And you're right. As women, we put everybody else's needs above our own. We don't even our, you know, even our own self, we will put somebody else in front of us if our life depends on it, because we are pleasers, we are doers. That's just naturally what we're born with. But as we get older, first, you know, prime example, our children, I saw you had one in the background a minute ago. And if they're playing on their iPad too much, we have to say, get off the iPad because they don't think they have to. So what I would tell a woman who says, I'm fine, reframe, repurpose, not helpful. And I'm going to ask you again, how are you today? 
I'm good. I'm well, I'm crappy because just because you're having a bad day doesn't mean the person that you're telling this to is going to make it even any worse, or you're going to make their day, their day bad. You never know by telling if you that I'm having a bad day, I could turn around and you say something and, and make my day that much more magical because I can't help you if you can't tell me what you need. Absolutely. We like, we like to think that we can read minds. We're pretty good at it on some things and we want people to read ours, but at the end of the day, say what you mean, mean what you say and ask for everything that you want. Um, I like how you said that fine is not helpful. Um, and even that alone, if you guys don't walk away with anything else, that is a major kind of thing that I latched onto. Fine is not helpful. So if someone asks you, how are you? Don't say you're fine. Give them a more definitive answer. I'm doing well. Things are going great. I have a rock in my shoe that I need to, you know, get rid of. Like, be honest, because like Michelle said, you never know what someone has in store for you in terms of a word of encouragement, a funny joke, a good story. <clears throat> Another thing that I was reminded of today, I was talking to a friend of mine and I'm like, yo, you need to take care of yourself. Like, there's a lot going on. I'm watching you. You're moving slower and slower. You need to take a break and like really take care of yourself. And she's like, you know, uh, and I told her you have help. Like you can ask me for help. You can call me, whatever. And she was like, yeah, but I know that you're so busy. Hmm. And I said, but listen, uh, I will make time for you. And oftentimes you reaching out to me taps into my purpose of helping people. And you don't know, you're pulling me away from what I'm struggling with so that I can help you. And that fuels me and powers me up so I can go back and continue to handle what I was handling. You know what I'm saying? So you're being honest is not just about you sometimes. Sometimes that other person needs to help you so they can also be helped in the process. Um, yeah. we, you know, we as women, we are connected creatures. Um, and so oftentimes it really can be that one conversation that really changes the trajectory of your day. Um, you know, like you had mentioned, so that's, that's amazing. Um, and so, and I also like that you have the acronym um, that you kind of can help us to work through like, okay, yeah, I'm not emotional. I'm human. You know, emotional has a negative connotation. It's like, oh, you're crying all the time or, oh, you're angry all the time or, oh, you're out of control. No, I'm a human and I'm processing what I'm feeling right now. Correct. You know? Um, so, so kind of, um, give us some more language around how to express that, because I feel like as we are getting away from being fine, there are people around us that are used to us in our fine state. So how do we now either change our language as we're conversing with them or change our language as we're describing ourselves? Like what, what can we do there from a mindset perspective as we are shifting out of and, and denouncing the fine life? So first and foremost, sit down and check in with yourself with what your passions are about. If you can identify those, you can identify things that you are not fine with in your life because your passions fuel you, they keep you going. And they're not things that you just settle for. And when I tell people to identify those passions, I tell them to start back when you were a child and think about all the things you wanted to do growing up. Cause everyone will tell you everything they don't like about their life, but they have a hard time putting into words what they are happy and pleased about in their life. 
So that's the first step is finding those passions that you can focus on to get you out of that settling mindset. The next step is finding an accountability partner to hold you to those. That is coaching has come a long way. And I am so proud of the industry and the way that it has grown because I can call my sister and say, Hey, I want to lose 50 pounds. And I need you to check in with me on a weekly basis to make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But if it's not benefiting her and it's not of importance to her, she's not going to check in with me. So finding that accountability partner, because with coaching, it is a benefit because your success is my success. If you're not happy, I'm not happy. And together you can make a really powerful duo. Check in with reality to see where you're at with your life and why you are where you are and, and tell yourself, what have you not said yes to? We say no a lot, but what are you not saying yes to and make it the year of of you make it the year of yes. If you're, you know, if your kid says, Hey, spend time with me five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, just yes. At the end of the day, if your teenager says that hard pressed to get 15 minutes with your teenager, but if your teenager says that say yes, because what happens when you start doing those things and saying yes, your body recognizes the positive endorphins that it's getting and it starts to reframe you. And then I always tell people, you are a product of the top five people that you surround yourself with. So if you're surrounding yourself with negative people, then you are going to be a negative studies show that, you know, you hang out with five people who do drugs. You're more than likely going to do drugs. You hang out with five people who are successful and starting their own business. Odds are you're going to get a fire lit under you to go start your own business and do something. So really look at those five people. And if they aren't bringing you good vibe, good energy, good deliverance, you can set them to the side that you don't have to necessarily dismiss them, but find that five core people or three to really surround yourself and lift you up because that will lift you out of that mindset. I love that. <clears throat> so what I heard you say was one, get clear on what you're passionate about. Um, some of us have no idea what we're passionate about or life has happened to us to such an extent that the passion has been lost and you don't even know where to start to get it back. Your passion, like I said earlier, is connected to your purpose. And those are the spaces where you're gonna be more fulfilled. So even when all hell is breaking loose in your life, if you're operating in purpose and passion, you're able to sustain, be sustained through it and work through it and bounce back from it because you're doing what you're called to do. You yes. know, and so that's why some of us find ourselves in this place of fine and we get stuck there because we're not even operating in passion or purpose. So that was, that was crucial. And then the second thing was the year of yes, right? I love that concept. Um, I literally just finished listening to the year of yes by Shonda Rhimes. And and it's a good one. Yeah, it was so I'm like driving and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my life. Like, because I've gotten so um, in, entrenched in working and serving and, and helping other people, um, that when you get home, you realize that your life has been reduced to, you know, mom work church. And, and when I say reduced, obviously those are important things, but what about what you want? Right. What about what you love? Like, I remember over the course of the summer, um, you know, after having a traumatic birth, and, and delivery and trying to find myself again after baby. And it's like, 
okay, let me make a list of all the things that I like, you know? And so I made, I made a Britney care list. So now my husband doesn't have to guess what candy does she like these days? It's on the care list. Where did she, if I was going to surprise her with some food from her favorite places, you know, like it's, it's in there from, from free things all the way down to, I want a pair of red bottoms and a fur coat by the end of the year. Like, you know, <laughs> I like this care list. I might have to steal that from you. <laughs> Put that on my refrigerator. <laughs> Do it because one, it, it, it gives you the, this, the thought that, okay, I, there are things that I like. I know what I like, you know, I know myself. And then the careless can change as you find out, Oh, I just discovered today that I love pistachios. Let me add that to the list, you know, because we evolve over time. Right. And so that year of yes, put the things, I love how you pose the question. What have you not been saying yes to, you know, that was one of the things that Shonda Rhimes did with the, um, the example that you gave with the spending time with your children, you know, She's like a, a multi-million dollar mogul, you know, and she's always working all the time. And she got to the place where her three-year-old would say, mommy, do you want to play? Now she's on her way to sit with Barack Obama, but like her three-year-old is like, mommy, do you want to play? And you have, as a mom, you have to make that choice and make that call. Well, what if you did start saying yes to those things, right? Because the, the ball with Barack Obama, while it may be, you know, the event may come and go, your children are always going to be there. Mm-hmm. How you establish relationship with them now is going to depend or going to um, really inform your relationship for the rest of your lives, right? So it's like, okay, what are my priorities? What priorities should I be saying yes to? So that's super powerful. And then the last thing, like y'all already, this is a whole nother episode in and of itself in terms of who you hang with. Oh, yes. Oh my gosh. Like that's a whole nother thing because it's so complicated. Um, we are also creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. And so depending upon where you are on the fine line, okay, <laughs> either you are in a place where you're not ready for change. And so you're clinging to those negative Nancy's because they're, they're comfortable. Um, right. they are not going to challenge you when you say, Oh, I think I want to start a business. And they say, girl, you don't got time. And then you're like, yeah, you're right. You're right. They're going to reinforce the, 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 the lazy side of you. They're going to reinforce the fine side of you. Right. And so the challenge stepping over to the other side of the spectrum and getting away from fine is that the people that you're supposed to be connected to are going to challenge you. Right. They're going to say, Hey, did you start your business yet? Hey, you said last week that you were going to do X, Y, and Z. How come I haven't seen it yet? And I'm that kind of person. And so it's funny because you watch people connect with me and then I start being me and they're like, oh, never mind. You know, <laughs> what's funny that you say that because you, I think you and I have a lot of the same personality where we will tell you how it is, spare your feelings later. And when I first started in this business, I thought, oh, let's just be nice and mediocre. And, but I'm a, I'm a sergeant. I retired as a police officer. I've got discipline in me, you know, A plus B plus C, and we got to do it this way and that way. Well, there's room for openness. There is definitely no room for procrastination and no room for that victim mentality because create it yourself. You, I mean, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. So ladies, as you're listening, I mean, I feel like you already have people popping up in your head that, you know, 
are are reinforcing or enabling your fine life and you need to get away from those people and like michelle said it doesn't mean that you have to kind of throw them away and cut them off and never speak to them again it's just that they they begin to take on a different role in your life you know so if you're if you're dreaming out loud you know that you can't talk to cindy about your dreams because cindy is sad she's sad cindy and she's not going to get with you, you know, she's not going to go there with you. Um, you know, you know that you can't, um, you know, share your goals, your everyday goals with Pam because she's pessimistic Pam and Pam is going to tell you why you can't and why it's not going to work. You know, you can't share um, the, the good ideas that you had with Janelle because she's jealous Janelle. And she's going to like kind of just, you know, give you the cold shoulder and make you feel bad about the fact that you want more for your life. Right. So you have to you know, the people that you're hanging with. Like, I feel like we're speaking to people right now, Michelle, that know what they have to do. Um, and it's really just a matter of shifting them to a different space in your life. You know, who are you calling on your ride home? Like you just you know, sometimes you're riding home and you just want to call somebody just to talk on your ride home. Who are you calling? Who are you calling? Hyped, I'm calling hyped up Heidi. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes, because I, I mean, I, I hear everything you're saying because I, I love your pessimistic Pam. Mine has always been Debbie Downer. I don't want, I, I don't want the, the negative things. And there are people that are going to tell you that you can't. And for every person that told me my, that I couldn't, that's what made me, that's pushed me to show you. Don't tell me that I can't because I'm going to show you that I can. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Yes, and ma'am. usually those people, the Debbie Downers, the pessimistic Pams, the jealous Janelles, they're, they are, they're jealous of what you have and they, they want to do what you're doing. They just don't know how to get started. So if you are the jealous Janelle or the Debbie Downer out there, you too can change your life. It's just a matter of taking that first step and saying, now's my time. It's my time. Yes. Now it's my time. Yes. Yes. And I like that you said that. Um, I want you also to consider ladies, are you pessimistic Pam? Are you jealous Janelle? Like, wow. Like, can we, can we talk about that for a moment? Um, I, I, I don't even know how to, how to enter into this because sometimes we don't want to admit that that's who we are. You know, um, there was a season in my life where, because I was so discouraged, I was pessimistic Pam. I could always come up, I'm very creative. I can always come up with a reason why I won't work, you know? And um, it took being around hyped up Heidi and motivated Miriam. (laughs) 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 It it took being around those kinds of people for me to be like, oh wait, I'm that negative voice. I'm the one that's thinking up the place with my why not, you know? And there are people that, oh, well, I'm a realist. No, you're pessimistic. You know, um, and who are you to shoot down other people's dreams? Right. You know, if you're constantly telling other people why their stuff won't work. You need to turn the light on yourself and, and, and identify why that is. Um, what happened to you that made your view of life shift into that negative space? Um, and it's almost like sometimes we go through life and we kind of get like, I'm thinking of um, like a fly trap, but it's like a fine trap. You know what I'm saying? It's like we kind of we're like we're flying around this thing and it's it catches us and we can't get away from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I'm saying like it's almost like that transition of, you know, some people go through it when they have kids, you know, and then the overwhelm of being a parent 
and being married and having all those things, the fine trap gets you. you and now you're stuck. Yeah, you get, you literally get stuck. Um, so, wow. Like even that is like a whole nother. So listen, Michelle, I think you should write the book, The Fine Trap. <laughs> the fine trap. I'll credit the title to you. <laughs> I you on a, a, a faded picture in the back cover, like. <laughs> um, but it, it, this is such a loaded conversation. Um, and I don't think that we can talk about it enough. Um, so what are, um, as we, as we try to land the plane here, um, what would you say to the person who, um, really is trying to get away from those people, but they can't really put their finger on who to connect with now. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe I'm the only person in my circle of friends that is thinking on another level. Um, where should I go to be inspired? What kind of things can I do to start to feed myself um, as I'm looking for next level people to connect with? There are so many avenues to find that connection. First and foremost, figure out what it is you want to do with your life. And that may be hard to do because you, like you said, you've been stuck, you've had kids, you've, you've raised them, you've been married, you've been putting everybody else first. So you first and foremost have to sit down and identify what it is you want to connect with, because you could say that I want to connect with someone who's the president of the United States, but I have no desire to be the president of the United States. But again, that's a, an avenue of connection. Social media has so many out there to connect with podcasts are now up and coming and you can literally type in Google, do it yourself, how to start underwater basket weaving, whatever it is that you're desiring. And you're going to find people who connect in the same area. There is a website, it's called Spark Toro, S-P-A-R-K-T-O-R-O. And on there, you can actually type in what people your interest, and you will find what people, what podcasts people listen to that are interested in that topic, uh, what websites they visit, where they like to vacation, social media platforms. You can find all of this information on there. I don't get any blurbs for saying their name, but you can find a lot of information on there for people to connect with. So if you don't know anybody outside of your circle and you don't just dismiss your circle because your circle has been there this long. And when the going gets tough, you may need that circle again. So you don't dismiss it. But what you do is you start connecting with one or two people in your circle to say, what, are, what do you envision your life five years from now, one year from now? Where do you see it? Where do you, if, if there was no limitations, no limiting beliefs, and you could just, you had a clean whiteboard and you could draw it out. You had the income that you want. You had the family that you want, the education that you want. What would it be? And start connecting and asking people, even strangers, where do you see your life? And really putting yourself out there. Cause you're going to have people who you're right. They're going to think you're, you're nuts. You're crazy. It's impossible, but it's possible if you just allow yourself to connect with your love inside yourself and to know yourself, rebuild that confidence. That's really what's missing when you're fine. You're missing your confidence and to know that you're missing it means that you knew you had it at one point in time. Otherwise you wouldn't know what it felt like to miss it. Right. Right. Absolutely. And um, you make a great point in terms of um, that the way the Internet is set up, it's so easy these days to 
connect yourself with different communities um, of different, any, like literally there's groups out there for everything, any and everything. Um, and one of the things that is encouraging about that is your people, your tribe may not be the people around you, but they're out there. Okay. There are seven plus billion people in the world, maybe 8 billion by now. I don't know, but there are, are people out there who are just like you people out there who have passion for the things that you have passion for. They just may not be in your immediate circle. Um, and once you find them because the way the internet is, because of the way the internet is, um, the, the rate at which you can build community has really been shortened. You know what I'm saying? Like it, you can connect with people literally all over the world um, who will love you for you. You know, and like if you, you can't find the group, create the group because that person is going to come find you and you're going to create a community of confident, beautiful women. Absolutely. Who love underwater basket weaving. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but that was at the top of my head. <laughs> Yes. So I, I love that. Um, so Michelle, thank you so much um, for bringing this conversation into the forefront. Um, so tell us what you have that we can maybe connect with you on now. Like, is there a product, a service, a class? Like, what do you have going on that we can take advantage of? Yeah, great. So I have a one-on-one -on -one mindset great program that I run. Uh, right now, it's, my application is open for that. I can send you over the link for that to work one-on-one -on -one with me. And that is a 12-week program that we really focus in on building that confidence and revamping you from the inside out and allowing you to shine. So if you're struggling with finding your passions, you're struggling to find your confidence, you're struggling to find that accountability support person, I, I definitely do that in my Mindset Great program. And then weekly, I have a Mindset Great podcast that comes out every Monday, and we discuss all about women empowerment and then I have my free Facebook group, uh, Mindset Great Empowerment Coaching for Women, where I, I deal specifically with women, nothing against men. I just keep it all. I worked with men for 20 years. Now I'm going to work with women for the next 20 and we'll go from there. <laughs> awesome. 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 Thank you so much. Make sure you guys visit her also on her website, michellebarras.com. That's M-E-C-H-E-L-L-E-B-A-R-R-A-S.com. Um, and check her out, check out her free Facebook group. At least if, if nothing else, start there um, with the Facebook group, start with her podcast. You can get to know her a little more um, and you can have your mindset become great working with her as well. Um, you can also check out the female coaches, consultants, and content creators group on Facebook. That's where a lot of this content is going to be. Um, and we can connect and you can be a part of our community as well so that you can get away from fine and you can start to flourish in your life. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next week on another episode of the Brittany Smith podcast. Bye. Thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to leave a comment and then share this episode with another amazing lady who needs to hear today's show. Yes, girl, I'm serious. Just send her the link and say, girl, listen to this. Want to hang out with me every day? Head over to Facebook and join the Female Coaches, Consultants, and Content Creators group on Facebook. Or you can join my mailing list in the links below this episode. Girl, I enjoyed our conversation. Stay amazing and remember, you are loved, you are needed, and nobody, I repeat, Nobody can do what you do the way you do it. See you next time on the Brittany Smith Podcast.